It can be really hard for us to relax at night. We're always thinking about covering crime. But the good news is our wonderful new sponsor, Via, has a terrific product that helps us unwind. Via Hemp has a wide range of terrific gummies of both the THC and THC-free varieties. They can help you with focus, recovery, sleep, creativity, or just plain enjoyment. These products legally ship to all 50 states. I really liked Zen in particular. This is a yummy blueberry option that lets you catch a chill sleep with help from CBN and CBD. It's really helped me turn off my brain and settle down for the night. I also got a shout out Flow State. It helped me feel energized throughout the day. Like not to brag, but I got a lot done. I'm talking about doing several interviews and editing a whole show from start to finish, not to mention jumping on some of the latest filings in the cases we cover. It really made me feel sharp and ready to tackle any challenge. I couldn't recommend this more. Via has so many great gummy options to choose from. Everything from guava berry low dose that allows you to microdose THC to the chill-inducing Delta 9 gummy dreams. Head to viahemp.com and use code MSHEET to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com and use code MSHEET at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Enhance your every day with Via Hemp. Again, if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off plus a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code, msheet at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P dot com. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Content warning. This episode contains discussion of murder. For years... Lucy returned to the house on Irving Place in her dreams. She'd fall asleep and find herself standing in her grandmother's living room, gazing out the window. I used to have dreams about a checkerboard over and over. And finally, about 30 years ago, one day I asked my dad, you know, I have this weird dream. Her dad knew right away what she was talking about. Lucy's grandmother had rented out a room to a man who drove such a car. And it turns out it was a sticker on the guy's car. That man's name was Francis Bloth. In 1959, 
he brutally murdered three people in restaurants across Suffolk County in Long Island. That was the summer that nine-year-old Lucy lived downstairs from a ruthless serial killer. My name is Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenlee. And this is The Murder Sheet, a weekly true crime podcast. Anya and I connected over the Burger Chef murders, a 1978 unsolved case involving the killings of four young restaurant employees. Now we're looking to track restaurant homicides. To help us understand the patterns of these crimes, we created a spreadsheet of nearly a thousand eatery-related killings, The Murder Sheet. We'll be drawing on that data throughout season one to give you a deep dive into undercovered crimes. We don't just rely on skimming the headlines. We dive into these cases to bring you in-depth coverage. We're the murder sheet, and this is the other Long Island serial killer, Checkerboard Dreams. One of the great things about having this podcast is that it allows us to connect with all sorts of people with a unique perspective on the crimes we cover. So, we were very excited when we heard from Thomas Pearson, who had listened to our miniseries, The Other Long Island Serial Killer, and let us know that his cousin had a front row view to Francis Bloth's arrest. We got in touch with her. She agreed to talk with us for the show, but asked that we give her a pseudonym we decided on Lucy, which is not her real name. Let's follow Lucy back in time to the summer of 1959, when she went to stay at her grandmother's house on Irving Place in Long Island's Islip Terrace. I used to go visit, my parents were divorced, and I used to go visit my grandmother for the summer, every few years, and I'd spend the summer there. So I would be staying at her house my dad would come and visit me there. And I'd basically spend the whole summer with my grandmother. And I'd fly out from California. And this time I was nine years old. And it was the summer in 59 that I stayed there when this happened. I loved going there. And, and, you know, I wasn't around my grandmother or any relatives because... My mother had moved away. My parents had divorced. My mother had moved to California. So I really wasn't around any family or anything. So, you know, in those days, grandma's made everything from scratch. She could sew. She could cook and embroider and do all kinds of stuff. And I used to go out in the neighborhood and play around. But And once that, I'm trying to think, that year... I believe I spent the winter there as well and went to half a year of school there. So that was cool because I was never around 
snow, you know, being in California, totally different setup. I lived in the beach area. I always thought everybody talked funny because they had a New York accent, although I was born in New York, but I was raised in California. And then the borders, it was him and his wife and a young child, you know, under age one. During the day, I'd sit out on the steps sometimes, and he'd walk past me, and I'd say hi. He was very quiet, and then he'd go upstairs to the apartment upstairs, up through the front door and up to his apartment. Would he say hi back? Yeah, you know, but not, not, not carry on a conversation, kind of a hi. He'd be gone. <laughs> Did you ever talk to his uh, wife? You know what, I think I did, but not, I really, you know, it's been over 60 years, I don't really remember that part of it. And and do you have any sense or memory of how your grandma sort of got along with these borders? She seemed to like the lady. I think she didn't deal with him very much, but the lady had a young baby, and um, they seemed to get along. You know, she seemed to think they were nice people. They were pretty quiet, although we could hear them walking, you know, up above. On the surface, nothing seemed to be wrong with Francis and Jane Bloth. He was a 27-year-old construction worker. She was a 25-year-old mother to a new baby. They were a young married couple just starting out in life. Ideal tenants, you might say. But sometimes, at night, Lucy would hear strange noises. What would happen is that every now and then my dad would spend the night and I would be in one of the bedrooms. And during the night it would wake me up and there would be pacing, pacing, pacing back and forth on the floor and I could hear it and it would it would wake me up and then keep me awake. The killing spree started July 31st and ended on August 8th. Each homicide took place inside a Suffolk County restaurant. In the first case, Bloth killed John's delicatessen owner, Hans Hackman, in Islip. Next, he murdered Diane's diner employee, Lawrence Kircher, in Smithtown. And in the final slaying, he took the life of Bailey's restaurant owner, Irene Courier, in West Hampton. We'll include the links to our original three episodes on the case in our show notes, if you want to go back and get more details. As fear over the murders swept across the island, Lucy fell ill. She was still stuck at home recovering on Monday, August 10th, 1959. What had happened is I had been ill and I had a fever. Doctors used to make house calls in those days. And the doctor had just left. And I'm laying on the couch watching TV, I think it was, or just laying there. And I could see out the front window. And I saw all these people come up on the, the yard with guns and everything. And I started yelling at my grandmother, who was, of course, in the kitchen cooking. And I, Grandma, Grandma, there's people out in front and they've got machine guns, you know. And she's yelling back at me. You're delirious. You're sick. <laughs> you know. And I'm going, no, no. There, there's people out in the front yard. 
And finally she walks out into the front and then we see like the house was surrounded. Well, just at that point, my dad drove up because he knew I'd been sick and the doctor was there. And they made him put his hands up, you know, and they checked him all out. And he had to wait. They, I know they let him in finally, but only for like 15 minutes and then he had to leave. But uh, I remember they came in, they came in and went upstairs to where he lived. And um, I kind of remember them taking him from there, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure at this point. Uh, I thought they took him from there then. But then they stayed around a very long time looking at his vehicle. I, and I think that's where the the vehicle parked out in front of the house where the checkerboard that I couldn't seem to get out of my mind for years and used to dream about it. That's all they did that day that I can remember. But they kept coming back to search the house. I think they even uh, drained the fanny system that they had there looking for bullets or anything like that. A weight loss journey can feel like a lonely struggle. But it doesn't have to be. For so many of us, lifestyle changes like deciding to lose weight, adopting a nutritious diet and taking up fun exercises are all about putting our own health and wellness first. But it can be really hard to know where to begin or how to keep the weight off once we've seen some progress. Quick fixes like soup diets and juice cleanses are unsustainable. There's a much better way to embark on this journey that over 200,000 people have already chosen. We're talking about the Roe Body Program. Here's how it works. Roe gives you access to one of the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Their Roe Body Program then sets up a comprehensive weight loss program tailored to your specific lifestyle, health status, and goals. In addition to the weekly shot, you get one-on-one coaching with a registered nurse. That can help you adopt and stick with lifestyle changes like exercise routines and nutritious diets. It's a comprehensive program that sees participants lose 15 to 20% of their weight in a year on average. But the real benefit is that you keep that weight off. This is weight loss at its most sustainable. With Roe, the average weight loss is 15 to 20% of your weight in one year, in conjunction with healthy lifestyle changes. EMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash msheet. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. Go to roe.co slash msheet. That's R-O dot C-O slash msheet. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Even though she was just a nine-year-old girl, Lucy got to help out with the investigation at a few crucial points. Later on, when I was up and around, I went by the side of the garage inside where they couldn't reach because I was a kid, you know, I was little, and I found a holster there, and I brought it out, and they took that, of course. The way the garage was, and I'm trying to remember now, but it seemed like there was like just a small space all along the whole length of the garage. There might have been a fence, and I could go in there. They were looking for stuff out in the yard, and I was probably just hanging around and went in where they couldn't go and found a holster and brought it out. This is what I remember, you know. I think if I'd come out with a gun, they would have scattered, (laughs) but the holster wasn't. She also proved to be a key fixer for enterprising members of the fourth estate. As a kid, I used to go outside and the newspaper reporters used to come around and they'd bribe me to get my grandma to come out because after a while she didn't want to come out and talk to them anymore. So they'd put me money and I'd say, Grandma, come out here, you know. (laughs) If I remember right, they caught me on the side of the house and they say, hey, where's your grandma? And I go, she's inside. And they go, well, we would like to talk to her. You know, we're reporters. And I go, oh, she's probably not going to want to come out. And he goes, oh, look, if you can get her out of here, I'll give you $5. <laughs> and I go, hmm, okay. And I can't remember how I got her outside. I, I probably called her out for some reason. And then they were standing there. And she couldn't go back in. So she, you know, gave him an interview. Now thinking about it, I thought, oh, you bad girl. Hey, you know, $5 is $5. You got to do what you got to do. Hey, you know, can you imagine what it is considered like now, between this and now? In 1959, five bucks was a lot of money. <laughs> I do remember looking at the newspaper article for the day I got my grandmother outside. <laughs> I remember they had a picture of, you know, they were talking to her outside, you know, about because she, of course, would have known more. We found one such picture of Lucy's grandmother, Antoinette Galiazzi, that ran in the August 12, 1959 edition of Newsday. The landlady looks like a classic grandmother with short, wavy hair and big glasses. She definitely looks annoyed, standing with her arms crossed as she speaks with two reporters. As Lucy noted, She gave a few quotes to the media in the days after Bloth's arrest. She mostly talked about how Bloth seemed like a good husband, and that she was surprised about the charges leveled against him. In true crime, those types of interviews, where neighbors and friends say a killer seemed like a nice guy, often elicit eye rolls. But then again, what are you supposed to say in that situation? If a guy who seems like a quiet, responsible family man who paid his rent on time turns out to be a serial killer, what can you do other than express shock and disbelief? But it turned out there were a few subtle signs that Bloth was up to no good. Detectives also asked Lucy and her grandmother to help establish a timeline of the serial killer's strange behavior. 
And after all of this happened, the I remember the police were trying to sit down with me and my grandmother and try to figure out the night I would go in and wake her up, saying I couldn't sleep because he was pacing back and forth. After we realized what was happening, that was kind of how they pinpointed the night he would pace and the nights of the killing. It's a chilling image. Francis Bloth walking back and forth in his apartment, with night fallen outside, each step creaking just above Lucy's head. What sort of murderous frenzy was he falling into as he paced? But, as a kid, Lucy wasn't terribly scared in retrospect. Why should she be? Bloth had never tried to hurt her or her grandmother. The raid on the house, the gaggle of reporters, that was all straight out of a crime movie. Exciting stuff for a kid spending a sleepy island summer at grandmother's house. You know what, as a kid, I thought it was cool because of all the attention. And I remember my my cousin calling up my grandmother and wanting to come over. And she wouldn't let him. (laughs) So it was just she and I there that day. You know, until my dad came over for a very short period of time, and then he was gone. But uh, I don't remember if the lady was upstairs or not. But uh, we were the only ones there, and they were, they were, they thought it was cool too, and they wanted to come over. But she, I don't know if she didn't let them come over because what was happening, or because I had been sick. Lucy was just nine years old so her family didn't go over some of the disturbing details about the case with her. They just told Lucy that Frances Bloth, her grandmother's boarder, had killed people. You know, they didn't really go into detail, probably because of my age. You know, I don't know how many people with first-hand knowledge really are left. He's, my dad's gone, and of course my grandma. I, I don't think I realized what it was all about. Later on I had this thing stuck in my head. As I said, because I was always taken out of the area and brought back to California, um, I was never around a lot of the other stuff that went on, um, but I remember the name, you know, Mad Killer. I thought it was Mad Killer in New York, but I guess it was Mad Killer something else. But uh, it was pretty interesting. It was uh, pretty interesting the way they were checking everything out. Sadly, Lucy's grandmother passed away just a few years after the summer of the Mad Killer. She was really, really cool. She she was the Italian grandmother everybody wished they had, you know. And she didn't live, that was 59, I think she passed away in 63. So she didn't live long after that. You know what, um... She died about three years later, three or four years later. So I think that was probably the last summer thinking about it that I had been there. Later in life, Lucy would turn to other family members for answers. I had questions about it later on and because my mother really didn't know anything about it and my dad was gone. Um, And I really didn't have anybody I could ask except for my aunt who has passed away now maybe a year or two ago and she remembered most of it and I used to call her 
and her son was Tom, the one who contacted me. But she knew more about it, I think, from talking to my grandmother. And, um, but she knew I had been there at the time. So I'd call up and I'd ask her, what was that guy's name again? You know, I was trying to Google it and see if I could find something on it. And the first thing I ever found on it was when Tom contacted me and he sent me a little link. That cousin was Thomas Pearson, the murder sheet listener who contacted us and connected us with Lucy. For Lucy, the memories of that summer faded, but the checkerboard pattern stuck to Bloth's car found a home in her dreams. It was about 30 years of it. And every, you know, maybe once or a month or so, I'd have the dream. It's something that wasn't um, completed, I guess, in my brain. You know, I never could understand. I knew I'd seen the house, and I was looking from the living room out to the street, and the car was parked in a parallel, and there was a checkerboard. Like... I don't know if it was in between the posts or on the door or, or something. So later on, I thought maybe it was a cab, you know? I don't know what the man did for a living. I thought maybe it could have been a taxi cab, but I never connected it with the killing. And when my dad explained that it was one of the reasons they knew it was the right car, because I guess a witness had seen it. it the only the only thing that stuck in my head was the afterwards was the checkerboard until my dad explained what it was and then I never dreamt the dream again thanks to Thomas Pearson and to Lucy to our surprise we've gotten a number of requests from people saying they would like a way to help financially support our efforts with the show So, if you are interested, we are relaunching a Patreon page, which you can find at www.patreon.com slash murdersheet. Join us there for two live video question and answer sessions each month. You can ask us anything, suggest new cases for us to look at, or even offer ideas for new leads for us to follow. If Patreon is not your thing, you can buy us a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com slash murder sheet thanks for the interest thanks for listening to this episode of the murder sheet as always thanks to kevin tyler greenley who composed the music for the murder sheet and who you can find on the web at kevintg.com to keep up with the latest on the murder sheet please make sure to follow us on instagram and twitter at murder sheet and on facebook at m sheet podcast or by searching murder sheet If you enjoy listening to The Murder Sheet, please leave us a five-star review to help us gain more exposure. And send tips, suggestions, and feedback to murdersheet at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place 
to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.